Welcome to the TCC Connection. I'm Sam Leverault, the Assistant Managing Editor and Podcast Director here. And our guest today is Associate Professor of Italian, Professor Pamela Chu, here at TCC. And we're going to be talking a little bit about who you are, what you do here, and uh, all the wonderful things this semester and in the future. So welcome. Thank it's you. It's nice to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> um, so we'll just get straight into it. If you want to talk a little bit about your background, because it hasn't always been in Tulsa, um, how you got into the field for Italian specifically, mm-hmm. but there were a couple other languages along the way. Okay, yeah, I'd love to. My background is a little bit varied in that when I was um, young, my father was a professor, and so the family moved to uh, Scandinavia mm-hmm. when my dad was on sabbatical. And during that time, I went to kindergarten, specifically in, in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I learned to speak Danish right away because, you know, uh, language professors know that it's always great to start learning a language mm-hmm. when you're really young, and it only takes just a matter of weeks. But I sort of learned at that time that my parents were dependent on me because mm-hmm. now that I spoke Danish, they needed me sometimes to go shopping <laughs> and, and ask for certain things. But at that time, I really realized the importance of being bilingual and mm-hmm. um, that it really can make a difference, not only just in your family, but in your everyday life. So after that, um, we came back to the Midwest. My father was a professor in Nevada, Missouri at Cotty College. And during that time, I had a chance to study Spanish. Um, Spanish I loved so much and had a chance to study at Tecnologico in in Monterrey, Mexico. Then I went on to grad school. I got a master's in French. And um, I moved to Tulsa and got a job uh, with a company that needed a French speaker. After I uh, completed my work with this company, I applied for a um, graduate fellowship with the Rotary International. And I I was really lucky I won that fellowship, but they said that they wanted to send me to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice surprise. (laughs) It was a big surprise. And when I got the letter, uh, I was just, I was a little bit panic stricken. And so I I did speak to Rotary and I I told them, I said, you know, I I don't speak Italian. They said, okay, no problem. Your classes at the university begin in October, so we'll give you three months. <laughs> and so I left Tulsa uh, late July because uh, university begins in Italy in October. And so I, luckily I found a, a nice host family, a very sweet family, and I began sitting in the kitchen with my Italian host mom, watching her cook, and s- just starting to get my Italian, just a grasp mm-hmm. of things uh, in preparation for university classes. And that, that is how it all took place. <laughs> so then after then, it, it did take a, a while for me. I did a lot of sketching. Mm-hmm. Because in my university classes, I was studying um, art criticism. And so I had taken some intensive language classes, but I just started sketching slides uh, mm-hmm. from the art history professors. And But after that year, everything worked out beautifully. I came back to Tulsa, and then, then I was fluent in Italian. It was kind of circuitous, let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did it help having, I guess, starting so young with Danish or like multiple languages? Mm especially for the languages that may share roots. Uh-huh. Did it help when you were learning to kind of have that experience so it was easier to grasp? As, absolutely, Sam. I mean, 
if you are studying one language in a family of many, the second one becomes easier, mm-hmm. and the third one is absolutely the, the easiest. <laughs> Once you are, you stay within that family. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my students will say to me, you know, would you recommend that I re- that I study Spanish at the same time I'm studying Italian? There may be some confusion because mm-hmm. they're so close. Yes. You know, I would never discourage it, but it's just that. There might be some mix-up, so if like I can... false cognates, right? Yeah. That sound the same, yeah. but they mean completely different things. Exactly. It, it, my, my favorite, the tourists in Italy many times will tell them that they need um, batteries for their camera, <laughs> which means I need batteries for my hotel room, <laughs> or, or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. that's false cognate, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once you learned Italian and mm-hmm. you started teaching there, when you came back to Tulsa, were you teaching Italian then, or were you still kind of helping teach the other languages? No. In fact, um, when I got back to Tulsa, which was really terrific, I had a chance uh, with one of my mentors at TU to begin, but truly my background began at TCC in 1985, Mm -hmm. and Dr. Van Trees was a, a really uh, promoter of languages. He had traveled extensively when he was younger and understood a lot about the importance of language and mm-hmm. not only other languages, but ASL as well. And so Dr. Laura Walker was hired by Dr. Mm-hmm. Van Trees and she called and I had an interview. And so I got to begin at TCC in 1985 as an adjunct in Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. It, it is wonderful. <laughs> it's really wonderful. So after you went on a trip to Italy. Yes. Uh-huh. And you said it was 1993, first international campus. Yes. Correct? And that was with Marilyn Strange. Yes. Who was apart from Humanities. How was that trip and being the first ones to really... Well, it was very up? it was very exciting because being the early 90s, a lot of uh, travel companies were just beginning to say, hey, <laughs> maybe colleges yeah. would be part of our audience. So I'll never forget. This was fun. Um, so Dr. Strange and I took a group. She had her uh, humanities students and I had my Italian students. We joined together on this trip. And when we arrived um, at the airport, uh, because this was a new up and coming travel company, mm-hmm. there was a bus as big as a Greyhound <laughs> for TCC only. Oh, wow. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> That'd be a luxury now. Oh, absolutely luxury because that doesn't happen anymore. No, if you're... you get a taxi or sometimes you're like, you got to find your way to the hotel. Yeah, or many times now um, it might be that it could be TCC, but I might be joining a group from the University of Alabama mm-hmm. and uh, a, maybe perhaps a high school coming from Connecticut. You're with people you've never met before. Exactly, and we're all traveling together. <laughs> so this was a luxury. <laughs> No, great memories. And then consequently after that, um, I believe five more with that same company. And then finally, I kind of broke away because I did start to have a mix of students who some had traveled quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So then, which was terrific, I began uh, a great relationship with a college in um, Sorrento, Italy, in Mm -hmm. in the southern part of Italy. And we chose to stay in a villa for two weeks and unpack only once. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. That was wonderful. And so yeah. the students on that trip 
we arrived, stayed in a villa, and every day we had classes from nine until noon. Mm -hmm. And then in the afternoon, we had sort of um, a customized itinerary. Mm -hmm. So for example, at that time, the students, instead of seeing Pompeii, we went to Herculaneum with an archeologist. Oh, wow. Or we had a chance to make um, gelato in a gelateria. Mm -hmm. Of course, samples included. Yeah. <laughs> and Always. My students got to um, pull mozzarella. Mm -hmm. And this was also a really exciting thing that ha has extended to Oklahoma, in which we call it agriturismo. So you get to visit the place where the cows live, mm -hmm. the cows are milked. Uh, and then, then we get to pull the mozzarella, and then we get wow. to eat the mozzarella. The process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Wow, that's wonderful. And actually, as we've been talking, you said you were studying art before, uh -huh. or doing sketches. Uh -huh. And I noticed it's almost easier to learn new languages when you have a passion to go along with it and kind of learn what you're talking about. Because uh -huh. I find because um, I studied Spanish for five or six years, and it came easiest to me in conversation when I was talking about something I cared about. Because when you care about something, you're going to find a way to talk about it. So do you find that connection between arts or entertainment with language really kind of go together, especially with traveling? Wonderful, absolutely. And I will say that the makeup of my students also their passions many times have helped me create new classes. For example, a big part of my life uh, are culinary studies. Food. <laughs> Food, absolutely. It makes everybody happy. Mm -hmm. But as we have really great programs surrounding Tulsa, mm -hmm. um, it's some of the other, um, uh, for example, the OSU uh, Culinary Arts Institute in, in Okmulgee. Mm -hmm. I will have students sometimes that need Italian for the menus, mm -hmm. for to the understand. preparations. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> you can't get them wrong. You can't read the wrong thing and have a tablespoon instead of a teaspoon, and it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. You need to know those conversions. Mm -hmm. And then also I've had many, many students from the community who were voice majors. Mm -hmm. And so we have a fantastic opera company. Um, our ballet company uh, have been very involved with Italy. Uh, some of our maestros, our lead dancers, uh, the heads of the companies have been Italian. So many times I've got lots of people that need, or docents uh, at museums. It, it's just been wonderful. They need language-specific courses. Mm -hmm. So that has helped me to see needs in the community mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, but I will still say number one's food. Because yeah. <laughs> even if you don't know how to say something's good, yeah. you can express it just yeah. just by enjoying it, by smiling. Just It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Tulsa has great restaurants. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, we've always, we've been really lucky to have great restaurants. This semester specifically, what are your regular classes? Right now, I'm focusing on a, an advanced group. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Italian 1413, which means extremely serious mm -hmm. and devoted students. There are 16 in that class. They come from many different backgrounds. I will say I have Italian Americans who are discovering mm -hmm. their roots. 
um, that are taking their parents and their families back. And they, of course, are serving as the main guide when they get there. I tell them, you know, remember, by learning Italian, everyone is depending on you to order everything Mm -hmm. and drive well and all that. Um, But also, I do have students who uh, have various interests in the arts, in music. I have students who want to pursue the culinary arts, but I, one thing that's going to happen that's kind of exciting that I w- would like to tell you about that's going to mm-hmm. take place on October the 5th, OK Humanities in Oklahoma City is uh, sponsoring a Curiosity Fest, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm one of several professors from the state who will be talking about the basics of Italian in 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And, and things, and in fact, the title of my presentation is um, Things That You Probably Would Like to Know um, About Italy But Didn't Know to Ask. Mm-hmm. So that will take place um, on Saturday, October the 5th in Oklahoma City. Yeah, oh, wow. so that, that is a special project because wherever I can really be and promote Italian, mm-hmm. I'm there. So, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, actually, I believe you've done the I Can't workshops. Um, yes. Uh, in fact, we have um, what we call the traveler's uh, sort of well, guidebook. The guide, yes, yes, to help them kind of get those basics down mm-hmm. because, once again, if you're the one who studied it, you're leading your family. Yes, you're not allowed to panic. <laughs> They can panic because they don't know, but you have to stay in control. And when friends go with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're ordering for four other people. Yes. I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, it turns serious. Yes. And you're also handling the money. Ooh, that's one of the biggest. (laughs) I know. People never really think about counting change. Mm-hmm. It's one you of the, get one word wrong, and mm-hmm. before you know it, you're giving them the equivalent of hundred dollars <laughs> when you need ten. <laughs> and also, my big deal is count your change. Yes, you need to know that. So, mm-hmm. things as basic as numbers, you really have to know. So, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. So, um, October fifth workshops downstairs here at the Creativity Center. Yes. Uh-huh. Are there any other projects coming up that people should know about if they're interested in Italian or the yes. program in general? Yeah, for next semester, which will be terrific, is a lot of students immediately, and I'm talking first semester, will say, mm-hmm. okay, I can't wait, I want to speak. And one thing that everyone needs to know of every language, mm-hmm. there's a lot of homework that has to go into that before you can yes. start speaking. Yes. You need vocab. You need grammar, and along with grammar are verb conjugations. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, and th- but people just want to immediately just start speaking. Mm-hmm. And so next semester for spring of 2020, I'll be offering um, just a total conversational class. And so that I'm asking people who've had some experience in Italian mm-hmm. then, yes, so that's kind of, it's the carrot at the end of all of the hard study. Yes. <laughs> Or do you just want to be kind of immersed in it, especially when you're in Tulsa, mm-hmm. finding those opportunities just to be able to practice? Yes. Nice, especially if you maybe haven't studied for a little bit, mm-hmm. just to have that space to do so and kind of keep up your skills and your language. Right. In, in an environment that feels a little bit more friendly to mistakes. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it really helps a lot when you're with a, a large group mm-hmm. because then you look around and you're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. 
You understand when you keep asking, how do you say this? Or they, they understand when you can't remember a word and it takes three sentences to get there to explain what you're trying to say. But true. And in conversation, too, what's really fun is I really like to stay away from pencil and paper. Yeah. I just, you've just got to pull on what you know, yes. what you've learned, mm-hmm. and just becoming familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you have the more advanced class this semester mm-hmm. and your conversation next semester. Mm-hmm. If students are interested in getting into Italian or maybe starting, what would you recommend? Well, I would say right now we've got lots of wonderful um, resources, uh, not only at TCC, but in the community mm-hmm. where, and then of course online. I mean, I mean, that's without a doubt what everybody can begin to do mm-hmm. in preparation. Um, just get Listen all the time. Yes. Uh, you, you've just got to constantly listen. So immerse yourself. And that that's probably the number one. Mm-hmm. And try to make that an hour of nothing but Italian. Yes. Whether or not you understand. Most of my students like to start off with music. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to you. But make it an hour of nonstop. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it will come. I will say, though, Italian, because we've got the same alphabet, uh, it is, we're a little bit uh, at an advantage, mm-hmm. and uh, everything comes to you a little bit easier. You can sound it out a little bit easier to And then also, you know, them. you were so great, Sam, because you talked about false cognates. Mm-hmm. Because Italian has the same alphabet that mm-hmm. we use in English, you will have those cognates, mm-hmm. which looks the same, sounds the same, and has the same meaning. Those are very nice when you're learning, because <laughs> those are the easiest to remember, I think. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, and it's not that you are cheating in any way. Mm-hmm. That's the advantage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I promote that, yes, mm-hmm. but you've got to do it at in blocks of time. Yes. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes some patience. It does take patience, mm-hmm. but it also takes dedication. Yes. And I'm telling you, with dedication, you too will be speaking Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, because with so many Spanish-speaking countries, I find whenever, for my ear, it helps training to have the different dialects or different regions. Uh-huh. Would you say that's the same for Italian, hearing different people speak, different speeds, different accents? Totally, and I'm so glad you brought this up because a lot of people don't realize this. Italian, until 1860, was not in existence as a unifying language. So while we were going through our, the Civil War period in the United States, mm-hmm. Italy was still broken up into so many different regions. Everybody was speaking their own dialect. Yes. Finally, mm-hmm. Italian became standardized and was taught then. And so if you think about that, that's not a long time. No, there's still a lot of probably... Uh regional words that are used in place of the official language. Uh, Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, and not only of the the regions, but even in Florence, for example, where I've done almost all of my studies, um, they have their dialect called Fiorentino, in which they their C's become H's. So instead (laughs) of a Coca-Cola, it's a Hoja-Hola, right? And Mm -hmm. so even then, yeah, you're, you are still, you're in Tuscany, but that doesn't matter. There is a Florentine dialect. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, dialect upon dialect. So. Yep, especially but, with generation changes. Yeah. Older generations tend to have a little bit more traditional language to their region. Mm-hmm. And then um, those who are in metropolitan areas usually have a couple of different versions or 
um, kind of like our version of slang. Mm-hmm. Truly. They mix them together. Truly, 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 yeah. And so it's it's like there are three different kinds of Italian. You've mm-hmm. got to know the academic. Yes. Right? <laughs> and then you have the, the Italian of the street, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got to keep current. So, I mean, yeah, there are all kinds of Italian, but mm-hmm. but having that mix, you've, you've got to have that mix. Yep. And you mentioned Spanish, and even I promote my colleagues because just because of our location in Tulsa, mm-hmm. I will tell my students many times, I want you to study Italian, but I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I want you to learn some, you need Spanish also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll be the first one to tell you, you mm-hmm. need it. And it's important for job promotion mm-hmm. many times in our area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's wonderful. So um, if you're interested in language, just start learning, just immerse yourself yes. and practice and Look for opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Look for opportunities to practice and to learn from others. Yes. People want to find out more about the World Languages Program. Um, how would they do that? Well, uh, please feel free to call me, mm-hmm. uh, 918-595-8479. Again, my name is Pam Chu, mm-hmm. and I am happy to help you. I'm happy to advise you as well and also uh, put you in contact with colleagues mm-hmm. uh, for language-specific uh, questions that you might have. Especially right now, I, I just got an email from a young man uh, because many times students are able, if they have uh, background, mm-hmm. they are able to also get dual citizenship in many nations. And so I will help you find the colleague who can help help you prepare for the exams that are needed. Mm-hmm. But please feel free to call me, and I will make sure that uh, you get to the right person or the right program. Wonderful. And do you have a main campus, maybe where more of your courses are located? Or? Yes. Um, I'm at the Northeast Campus, mm-hmm. so please feel free to uh, make an appointment. Once again, 918-595-8479 and I can meet you and talk to you about the program. And once again, I can also refer you to one of my colleagues. So thank you for coming and sharing your background, what you're doing, and just talking about Italian in general. And thank you so much program. for having me. Thank you. You're Professor Chu. Yes. Here at TCC, I'm Sam. Thanks for checking us out. You can see more on the website. You can listen through our podcast, which is on iTunes. Keep an eye out for more episodes soon.